of the living poop. Welcome to the third episode of Super Segoy Cast. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And we are on the Night of the Living Geeks Network. This episode, we're going to be talking about the Star Wars celebration in Anaheim because we went and it was amazing. It was fantastic. I absolutely enjoyed our trip down there. It's yeah. been a while since I've been on a vacation. I barely survived that encounter. You don't need to remind me right now, okay? That was a dangerous place to be so this was actually um it's called celebration seven but technically it's actually number 10 there have been seven in the u.s so far including the one that we just went to in anaheim but there have also been two in europe and one in japan for whatever reason they labeled them as just celebration europe and celebration japan instead of keeping them in numerical order that yeah that's kind of strange the fact that they counted it as seven in the u.s but they didn't count the other three that have been outside of it so i wonder if they're going to make it as a europe number two when they have it in 2016 or if they're going to continue the counter up to eight uh, i don't think so because that's technically going to be the third one that they have in europe they've actually done it in london before oh and then they did it in germany okay that makes sense yeah so well, then it's london number two yeah, europe number three it's london two, europe three celebration 11 <laughs> yeah geez that's gonna get complicated here if they don't find a good system <laughs> yeah i don't know why they did that but so whatever as as we've kind of said they are returning to europe in 2016 um and we got our tickets for it we did oh it was crazy uh, i went to buy the vip tickets because it came with some great benefits and oh, it sold so out within better. like 30 seconds it was insane yeah i think when i was looking online it said that it technically sold out in like 15 seconds it was pretty crazy and like i don't it, so this was kind of weird so when you go to buy them they put you in a virtual queue yeah. right and you select to put the tickets in your basket but if you didn't put them in your basket and hit checkout fast enough, they sold your tickets to somebody else. Yeah, that's what happened to me. I got in, was in that queue for maybe like 20 seconds. I, I mean, I clicked the button right when it hit 12, which is when they started to release the tickets. And then 12.01, they were sold out. I had clicked two adult VIP tickets, hit checkout, sold out. And then they weren't even available anymore. So it was yeah, not fun. Yeah, and you know. If they're going to be sold out, they shouldn't do that. Well, like, no, they we shouldn't put you in them. a queue. They we, were they, in yeah. our hands. Yeah, you know? They baited us, but it's okay. Yeah. Either way, they were selling 200, so at least we know there's 201 people going because we got our three-day passes. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And, you know, yeah. since there's only 200 VIP people, I'm okay with that because it's not like all the stuff's going to be gone before we get there. So, yeah. you know I, what I mean? I think comparison to the one we went to now it was really hard to buy merchandise from the star wars celebration store because there's so many people who got to go there before you yeah and probably the biggest perk for the london 2016 star wars celebration was that the vip people got to go in a day before the actual event opened yeah to the store specifically so yes. they can get all their merch and stuff without having to waste their their first like six hours in the merch line on the first day yeah so lucky them but that's okay um so if you don't know what Celebration is, it's actually a fan-produced event under the authorization of Lucasfilm. So they allow non-Lucasfilm organizations to come in and participate and whatever as long as it's approved. And that's really cool 
because we've gone to a few other conventions and, and happenings or gatherings that have been only by whatever company it is, the studios or what have you. And they end up lacking quite a bit in stuff. Yes. So having this there, it's nice because the 501st Legion puts on a ton of stuff and, you know, the Mandalorian mercs all put in like a ton of things. So it's it's there's a ton of little booths and fun things that you can do that aren't like strictly from LucasArts itself. Mainly what was provided was by the 501st and the mercs. Like there was a giant rancor there that we got to take a photo with that was provided by the 501st. Yeah. And there was also like a life-size speeder there as well. Again, provided by the 501st. Yeah. So, all, all stuff that they created themselves and brought in so we could have fun with it. Exactly. And then like they had a whole entire like droid room with R2 units and R5 units. And all these things are fan-made droids and yeah it's like the droid fan club yeah you know and if we didn't have a fan-based event i'm not sure we would have gotten to see any of that let alone take pictures with any of that i think i don't think we would have it would have just been people who brought them as part of their cosplays or you know what have you there wouldn't have been an, an actual like exhibit for it yeah you know there's tons of exhibits giant life size things that like you could do photos with yeah they had sets so you could go in and take photos in them and so there was a millennium falcon and there was the garbage compactor there was a giant jabba yeah oh yeah and there was the jabba statue but i think they have that that's like a given at all the star wars events yeah there's that giant jabba i I don't know where he comes from though i didn't pay attention no i didn't look for that one either but either way it's awesome that it's a fan-made event because they get to bring things like this and it makes it more enjoyable for the fans who are there to celebrate it with them and their love for Star Wars. Yeah. But like we were saying, so with the the whole merch and the lines and everything, so the whole, the way, we were only planning on getting one thing. We were like, yeah, this will be great because it fits in with the podcast and stuff. And it was a Japanese Return of the Jedi shirt with, or it was a shirt from Return of the Jedi from the Japanese poster. So yes. it was awesome. And we were like, yeah, this will be great. You know, but we got there and it was already gone. By the time we got into the line. Yeah. So I don't know how fast it sold out. And we didn't see like anybody else holding them except for one dude. And that's after we were already in the checkout line after picking out something else. He's somebody who could have easily been there before we even got into the store. And he was still just walking around looking at the rest of the merch. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. We didn't even shop until the second day. And the first day when we just when we got there, we got there about an hour after the whole event opened. The whole entire store was empty. You looked at all the shelves. There was no product at all. That's just insane. They had to restock and they shut it down for like three hours. So when we went shopping the second day, we were hoping they'd have a bigger stock and everything was gone. Very limited. Yeah. And remember the guy that was in front of us in line two, he went on the first day. He was a very nice guy. He was like determined. I, I give him props. He, he went there on the first day and all he wanted was a program. It's all he wanted. Just one. So he had to wait in line to get into the store, got into the store, the programs were gone, and so he left. But that's after waiting hours to get into the store. And yeah. so he came back for the second day to do it all over again. And he actually got one. Lucky. Lucky him because he was saying he was going to do it on Saturday and Sunday yeah. as well. If he Just to get a program. Yeah. That's a hardcore fan. Yeah. No kidding. The, the dedication and determination of this guy. Like, <laughs> that's more than I had. You know, we didn't really even want to go back the second or the third day because we were like, no, we're good. We don't want to waste our time in the line when we could be seeing all these other cool things. Yeah. You want to go to panels or booths, which are already going to be packed with other people. Yeah. You don't need to go stand in another one hour line to get into the store and then another two hour line just to check out. Yeah. Yeah, especially because we only bought, well, we ended up buying this, um, it was called a sushi set, 
but it's just like a bowl and a plate and some chopsticks and whatever so i guess technically it's a sushi set but it has admiral akbar on it yes. so you know it makes it cool <laughs> we got that and uh, i think one of our friends who came with us they got little like star wars baby blocks for their soon-to-be-born child oh yeah those were neat too yeah i like those i thought it was funny because you want to tell them about your shirt oh okay so i actually have a red shirt that i got from target that depicts the millennium falcon and like how it's built and what's on it guns and engine yeah the blueprints for the ship and i got this shirt years ago we get there and the first day you just start to see the shirt everywhere and i think like on our first day we counted up to like 45 people wearing the shirt yeah and I was like, I am not going to wear that shirt at all this weekend because I don't want to be one of those 45 people. And that was after we started paying attention. Who knows how many other people were actually wearing that shirt before we started keeping loose count. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, we did our best to not count any doubles. I mean, sometimes you might not recognize the same person twice. But yeah. overall, we, we went to the event three out of the four days. We saw well over like 150 people wearing that shirt. Yeah, it and was funny. Like every day we saw at least 30 to 50 people wearing the shirt. Easily. And <laughs> I think you found a photo on Instagram oh, yeah. with somebody who posted a funny little saying, right? Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, I'll repost it so you guys can see it and they can get the credit for it and everything. But it's a picture of a person wearing the shirt. And it says the only thing more common than this shirt at this convention is a stormtrooper. It really was. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, but that's a given that you're going to see tons of stormtroopers. But the fact you see this one specific shirt yeah. so many times it was wow uh, you know I, I just realized people are probably they, well they may or may not be wondering why we're having this our you know geeky japanese podcast talking about the star wars celebration yes and you know star wars was actually heavily influenced by a lot of japanese stuff culture and you know in general so we should probably talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we'll give you guys an understanding on why we didn't just go on a trip and then decided, hey, you know what, we're not going to go with our <laughs> Japanese theme. We're just going to talk about Star Wars because that's what we want to do. No, it actually ties into what our show is supposed to be. Yeah, Star and Wars is pretty geeky. Very much so. And yeah. Japan, who loves everything, they love Star Wars just as much. Yeah, probably because of the heavy influence from Japan that George Lucas got from it. Yeah, I mean, and I guess you can tie it into, like, the samurai way. Oh, yeah. Well, for instance, okay, you know, the samurai are very, very dedicated and they have their, their rules and they're very, um, you know, honor-placed and stuff like that. And that, that carries on a lot with the Jedi. Yes, you know, it really does. And, you know, even the costumes were taken from a lot of Japanese stuff. Like, if you look at the Jedi robes, they have the very similar cuts that a lot of Japanese clothing has. They really do, you yeah. know? And then you have the armor, mm -hmm. which really kind of is influenced off of, like, the samurai armor helmets and whatnot. Well, kinda... actually, yeah, Darth Vader's helmet specifically was influenced by a samurai helmet or a kabuto. So that's that's where he got the idea from. George Lucas saw that and was like, oh, you know, yeah, in his no, brain stewed, and then he created Darth Vader out of that. Yeah, and I mean, to hit on George Lucas, the whole reason and why we're bringing this up is the fact that when he was younger, he really enjoyed the filmmaker Akira Kurosawa's films, specifically The Hidden Fortress. It that hit a mark with him that he like kind of based his Star Wars films off of this director's influence. Yeah, and we ended up if if anybody's interested, this movie is on Hulu. It is. So you can check it out. It's like an hour and a half or 2 hours, something like that. Typical movie length, you know. And it looks good for being it's it was what 1950 1958 and for being a 1958 movie, it looked good, sounded good, and yeah. it actually had a fairly decent storyline. Yeah, it's all black and white, but it's cool, you know. 
anyway, we watched it. It was pretty good, you know. It, it was a good movie. And so he got his influence for Star Wars basically from this director mm-hmm. slash the movie. But he also, uh, the main actor in this movie, his name is Toshio Mifune. He was actually who George Lucas wanted to play Obi-Wan in the Star Wars films. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But he turned it down, unfortunately. But, you know, you can see a lot of the influence there. Like, I mean, well, you can see it and you cannot see it. You can see the Japanese influence in general. I don't know how much, you know, specifically from this movie you can see. Although I will say that if you pay attention, the two main crests that they use for the the families or the the different countries that they're talking about in this feudal time, because mm-hmm. it's in feudal Japan. Yes. Um, the two crests, one of them looks like the Im- imperial cog on it, the back oh, of the Oh, that's right. Main, uh, yeah. yeah. On the back of the main guy, or the main uh, anti-general, the opposing general. The opposing general, yes. Yeah, uh, he has that crest on his back, and it looks like that. And then the they're trying to escort a princess to safety, basically. Yeah, she and, has, like a crescent moon was their family right, symbol. Right, and that looks like the um, the the rebels, you know? It does, the, it, yeah. the rebels has that kind of anchor thing with the, with the crescent moon at the bottom. Yeah, Well, yeah. that's where that comes from. Yeah. So you can kind of see... Where the influence you know, is in there. Yeah, so not at only, least at the very least, there's that. Somewhat of a story similarity, kind of, you know? Yeah. And, and, and the fact that it's lightsabers kind of are influenced by the samurai sword and mm-hmm. the battles of that nature. Yeah. And then you have the armor, which is a huge point as well. Yeah. I remember I read specifically that the uh, stormtroopers were based on the feudal foot soldiers uh, armor. George Lucas took pictures of that and gave them to like the art department, costuming department. It was like, here, do something with this, make it look like this. Yeah. So that's where that came from. It's pretty cool. It's very cool. And like on something on top of that, um, every spring in Japan, families set up a small samurai armor display, also known as a yoroi, to encourage strength, courage, and honor in their young children. A few years ago, Japan made a Darth Vader set and also a Stormtrooper set varying from about 1700 to $2,300. Yeah, that's kind of expensive. It's but... a little expensive, but I mean, if you can use it multiple times, yeah. and that just goes, again, goes to show, because you're supposed to use a samurai armor set for your Roy, and they use yeah. Darth Vader. Well, I mean, not necessarily that that's a good thing, because he's evil yeah well it's it's not specifically darth vader no it's it's a samurai set that is influenced by darth vader to kind of flip it the other way yeah you know (laughs) exactly and exactly and it's just that japanese people love star wars so much they're like why not just kind of yeah let's bring it into the more traditional stuff and since that's was heavily influenced in the armor department you can't really base it off a jedi so you kind of have to use it off of the villains in the star wars films well the villains are really cool looking gotta say yeah (laughs) isn't your favorite the uh speeders uh, oh the scout people? troopers yeah yeah i do love the scout troopers i can't lie and i also love the sand troopers even though the only real difference is that you know they're all sandy and they've they're, got they're that like beige, orange shoulder yeah. patch yeah, you know yeah. that's that's really the only difference but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know they're just cooler to me well actually do you want to talk about your cosplay experience yeah so really uh we decided okay we're gonna go to star wars it was a surprise to me that we were going yeah and i bought the tickets like a, a full year on earlier yeah and i was left <laughs> hanging for about six months of this but like as we finally broke down and she gave me the secret that we're going to star wars celebration i was like awesome maybe we should try to cosplay yeah we were actually going to cosplay with one of our friends uh he unfortunately didn't get to finish his he was going to he's working on joining the mercs correct yeah he wants to join the mandalorian mercs yeah which 
by the way, their armor sets are amazing. Uh, and there's so there's so many members. So many details to it and like yeah. rules you need to follow and stuff like that. So it's a complicated cosplay. Yeah. Well, but hold on. Let that's me, off topic. Let me, let me touch on that for just a second. So like the, these guys that are in the Mandalorian Mercs and the 501st, they are, they're technically not cosplayers i don't know if they would get offended if you would say that i'm sure some of the older guys they would. might yeah yeah but they're they're costumers they're costuming clubs so they are like movie accurate 100 percent. most yeah you, yeah you can't have we, current we, world technology on your right your, it can't look costume. like it's from earth as far as exactly that and yeah. for instance if you're making your own uh character but like for us we just made our cosplay out of foam. We had a foamy. Yeah. It's called a foamy. A foamy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, on their thing, it specifically says, you know, no foamies allowed. Like, not yeah. because, well, you know. It was our first cosplay, really. It was my well, first cosplay. Yeah. And, and we weren't trying to join them. By no, means, we were but, just going to have fun. And right. you actually made my cosplay. I did. For me, because I am artistically challenged when it comes <laughs> to, like, things like that. I, I, I draw stick figures barely. Um, there's nothing wrong with stick figures no i mean i have a great artistic mind but actually putting that pen to paper is terrible so my <laughs> wife is a lovely artist painter and great with foam obviously because she made me an general kenobi armor set from the clone wars series yeah and uh i have to wear that i think i wore it on uh, friday when yeah, we were at did. the event the only thing about that costume that did not work out was the leg armor I used foam that was a little too thin. Yes. And so when it was on... Oh, and his legs got bigger because yeah, he started bad. he started working like this crazy job where he does a lot of walking and uh, stuff. On like eight hours of my day, I'm on my feet just going back and forth lifting things. So Yeah, so his legs really got fit. bigger. And so by <laughs> the time we got to the convention and I tried to put the armor on his leg, it didn't fit anymore. Yeah. So it was like I had to like, like really try to stretch it and fit it on there. Yeah, and like on that point, we used a thinner foam for the leg armor because we were like, it's going to be hot Anaheim. I'm already a hot person as it is. Let's try to at least keep it thin. Yeah. And so we used uh, a hairdryer to like hot form these leg armors and mm -hmm. the arm armors. And well, it was so hot in the kitchen center. I'm such a hot person. Like she was saying, the one problem is like the it top of the knee. It, it kind of like bowed out instead of staying hooked around my <laughs> knee. And the fact that my leg was that hot that it reshaped the foam is kind of crazy. Yeah. But that we're, we're learning. We used a, a thinner foam. We should have used a thicker foam yeah. or upgrade our status and go with like i don't know actual uh, boots <laughs> yeah some kind of like pvc or something if we yeah. want to be serious well yeah and you know that's the other thing too since we're not trying to to join any of these like high profile costuming clubs we were just like we had originally made boots and um like ankle covers and everything to go under this foam armor um so that we had looked more like the stormtrooper armor or the clone trooper armor excuse yeah. me that is in the show but um at the time we were like he's not going to be comfortable walking around for however many hours in this in these standing boots in lines and stuff, and stuff so, yeah yeah we ended up just taking a pair of like white nikes and spray painting them white spray paying yeah spray paint spray painted them yeah <laughs> we spray painted them with like a, a rubber white coating yeah um, we used um plasti dip yes and it was cool you know it worked it, worked. it takes a few coats and you kind of got to learn how to use it properly but it it turned my black nikes white yeah. and i mean white yeah it's a spray on plastic yeah basically or a spray on rubber i should say which it was, it, it was great though it works and you, you're supposed to use it like on your car yeah <laughs> something a little bit easier of a surface but after a few coats and turns your stuff white and it keeps like a rubbery texture so it, it's really good yeah but so we use that we we forego the actual costume boots that we made just to make him more comfortable in those 
but, at least. Yeah. And uh, it saved a little bit of money. We can't lie about that. I already had Nikes that I didn't wear anymore. So why go spend another 30 to $70 on a nice pair of boots that might have worked when I could have just used those? Yeah. You know, so. we're, we weren't trying to be perfect for our first attempt at a cosplay. Right. And so since this was your first attempt, what did you think? I thought it went well. Um, in terms of actually going to an event and cosplaying, it was my first time. A few years back, I didn't cosplay, but I wore a Batman costume and I went to San Francisco for Halloween and I went with a co-worker of mine and he, I think, was the Cookie Monster. And as we were walking around San Francisco, man, people were stopping us nonstop to take photos because it was just what they thought it was neat that we came to San Francisco to display ourselves. Well, when I was at the cosplay... I don't know. When you were at the cosplay? When I was at the, when I was at the event in Anaheim cosplaying, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know if it was just me or what, but not a lot of people wanted to stop and take a photo with me. I know someone wanted to stop and take a photo with you in your like C-3PO like outfit that you wore, but I don't think it was necessarily because of me being in my general Kenobi well, cosplay. I can tell you why that is most likely. Is so, it because I'm a mean person? No. Oh, it's okay. because you're just plain old General Kenobi. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, yeah, it's a little different because you, you were the animated version. Yeah. Um, who was wearing clone trooper armor, or at least partial of it. So, it's not like it's traditional Obi-Wan Kenobi. But the thing is, is that you weren't different enough to make people go. Cause I didn't see any other General Kenobis there from the Clone Wars. I saw a lot of regular I saw a Jedi Knight Kenobis. I didn't see that many Well, no, not that many. But the point is... Wearing is that, the army armor, I should say. Then. Right. But you were still just Obi-Wan. You weren't like mm. a mashup between Obi-Wan and like a, a My Little Pony or something. That's true. There was a lot of people who went out there and did a lot of various type of cosplay. Right. So you have things. to think, you know, if you're looking around a Star Wars convention, you're surrounded by the same characters. You see, yeah. them, if you see one that's particularly awesome, you may go take a photo, but otherwise there's no need to. Yeah. And I, and I guess it's kind of my fault too. I didn't necessarily go out of my way to find other people in cosplay and be like, hey, do you want to take a photo with me? Yeah. So... I was a little bit more adventurous with that on Saturday when I wasn't in cosplay, but that's <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, it's funny, though, because the whole time I'm there, we were there for a good five hours, six hours that day, and no photos. And then as we're leaving the event and we're on the sidewalk getting ready to head back to our hotel, I get stopped by a photographer with the people of cosplay. And he's like, hey, can I take your photo? And I was like, sure, why not? Because you're the only one person to ask me this. <laughs> and so I, I posed a couple different times. And if you were to look them up on Facebook, you should see my photo. Yeah, I'll, I'll repost a link. That way everybody can see. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. You guys should like their page because a lot of the photos they did take at the event were really nice. Yeah, th that was a good photographer. He did a good job. Yes, he did. I mean, I, one of the biggest things for me specifically being at the first time I've actually cosplayed somewhere, they... I've heard rumors from like BlizzCon and other events like they don't really post that cosplay isn't consent and things happen and they try to keep it kind of like on the down low but you don't want to promote bad things happen to cosplayers at events. Well at this Star Wars celebration they had signs everywhere in and out of the event saying that cosplay is not consent. Yeah. You see someone in cosplay it doesn't mean you can just walk up to them touch them whatever take photos videos ask first you know like hey you look great in that cosplay can i take a photo with you you know and it hit it on the head they had an app even the app that we used let you file with the company oh, yeah. security saying hey i just had this happen to me here's the most detail this is where i'll be so you can send security and talk to me maybe we can find the people who broke the rules and the fact that that was there was a huge yeah the fact that it was, it was there and awesome. in your face yeah you know, it wasn't just everywhere. like one random poster on the wall you know 
Because that's that's how I've seen it previously. It's just one poster way in the back by like the concession stand. Because they don't want to bring it to people's attention that stuff happens at these events for people who shouldn't have things happen to them just because they're wearing a, a slave princess Leia cosplay. You know, yeah. like they or want anything. you know, and it's a little risque for people to wear them. It does because they wear it doesn't mean you should be hands on and staring at these people right they're there to have fun and enjoy themselves and they went out of their way to kind of have fun in their cosplay you shouldn't make them feel bad or yeah well it's not just that either but it's just to make people in general feel comfortable like i think one of your biggest fears was you were afraid you were going to get like mobbed by people wanting to just take your photo all over the place right that or because i didn't look good enough that maybe some people would be offended right so this also protects that too yeah so, you know, I'm sure it just helped in general to make everybody feel comfortable. It was great to see. I'm hoping that some people posted photos of the signs or other people who do other events take note of these and post it themselves. Put it on large pieces of cardboard in and out of the event in their books, on their apps, if they use apps, like make it known yeah. that it's not right to do bad things to people. Yeah, just get permission. That's yeah, all you exactly. need. You just need to ask people, can I take your photo? Yeah, exactly. You know, easy as that. So, um, so what was your favorite cosplay or some of them? Uh, man, there's so many. Like being my real first event, there's such great cosplay all over the place. Uh, to nail down a favorite, you have to give me a minute. Why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay, well, I'll just tell you some of the ones that that stood out for me that I thought were really cool. Let's see. A lot. Of, I really liked, there were a lot of older cosplayers. Um, and oh. <laughs> there, yeah, like for instance, there was this uh, Darth Sidious and he was in a walker or he had a walker and the walker yeah. was all, um, it, it had like foam around it and stuff to make it look like uh, an AT-AT. It was, so it was he hilarious. Was, his walker was an AT. It was amazing. It was funny. And um, then there was this older woman who, uh, she had a cart of some type. Like a scooter. Like yeah, you see like, in, like when you go to Walmart and they have those little like scooters with the basket on front. Just, yeah. it's pretty much that scooter. Well, she made, um, she made it look like it was a Star Tours car, you know? Okay. And so she was in the costume as yeah. a Star Tours person driving around her little Star Tours car. And it was like the greatest thing ever. That might've been one of my favorites. Yeah. And, I mean, and actually it was one of my favorites. every day. Yeah. Every, she was there. We even saw her. I think we went to downtown Disney one yeah, night and she, she was, was rolling there around there with like, she had, uh, R2-D2, I think, Mickey ears on the front of her yeah. little Star Tours vehicle. <laughs> yeah, she was great. She was awesome. She was friendly enough. I think we got a picture with her. No, we didn't, but we took pictures of her I with think other I, people. I think I took a photo of her. Oh, did you? I think so. Oh, okay. I have well, to look again. If we do, we'll post it. Yeah, if we find it. <laughs> um, I think on top, on another note with an elderly person with cosplay, I saw, it might have been another Darth Sidious. Uh, it might have been just someone who's a Sith, but he had another walker, but he turned his legs of his walker into lightsabers oh that's right yeah that <laughs> oh, so too. Mean, it's like a yoda status except his canes would be a lightsaber <laughs> you know like hobbling around and then all of a sudden just like bust out some badassness and fight people with your four lightsaber walker <laughs> yeah that person was really there, there were some really really creative costumes I there was say that. and we got tons of photos i'm sure we'll post oh, yeah. okay one of my favorites was uh, it was a, a slave princess leia but mm. it was a guy wearing it and it was kind of a, a heavy set dude big belly hairy backwards hat sunglasses you know he was just there to have fun and i happened to try to go take a photo of the giant java and he decided he was going to lay next to the giant job and i was like all right you know what that's perfect you sir have made my day yeah well actually i think we we should probably just use that as the the photo for this week's episode i think so yeah it yeah. was a good photo it was a great photo because he it wasn't just him it was him and like the rest of his posse you yeah know? <laughs> it was just perfect timing to all of a sudden find this giant java and then be like and i get the slave layout with it this is 
amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to use this as a photo. So yeah, I think we'll use that one. That's good. I think um, as far as like traditional characters go, there was this Plo Koon walking around. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had to take a photo with Plo him Koon's because awesome. he was so amazing looking. He had the full on like uh, alien head and everything. The hands he had. He was he was full on out. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I, took a, I took a photo with him. All the Mandalorian mercs and the people from the 501st, they had their armor sets were great. And a lot of the people who took their stormtrooper armors and kind of like did little variations were really neat. Like there's this guy who painted his whole armor like red and put like the Adidas symbol on there. And oh, I, yeah. I can't remember exactly what his name is. But, um, no, he's a, uh, he's hip hop trooper. Yeah. Hip hop trooper. You know, that, that wasn't necessarily my favorite, but it looked super nice. Yeah. And I took a little photo cause they were going to do like a, an interview with him and he decided to have someone beatbox for a second. He did like a little <laughs> dance. So I got like a 30 second video that we'll post as well. Yeah. He's cool. He, he's like, he's pretty well known if you follow this sort of thing. <laughs> he's pretty well known. He goes around all over the place and does stuff like that. Um, he actually had his own party, I think, at one of the hotels well, during that weekend. Really? Yeah. Because oh, wow. remember, um, our friend wanted to go to it when we first. He was like, "Yeah, we need to go to this hotel because Hip Hop Trooper is going to be there." With oh, I must have missed that conversation. I know they were throwing like on Saturday night. They had a bunch of little like side bashes going yeah. on for like mixers and stuff, which I'm sure people showed up in cosplay for as well. Oh, but yeah. I didn't know he was throwing one. Yeah, I don't remember where it was, but yeah, he he had one too. So do you think that you would cosplay anything in the future? Yeah, but uh, mm, there's a lot of things I want to do. <laughs> it's I want to. I'm thinking about maybe doing like a, a stormtrooper for myself, getting like the armor set. But yeah, having like a cross. I don't know what I'm going to cross it with quite yet. But I think I was so enthralled with the people who did like the different colored ones mm -hmm. or the mixtures and mashups of stormtroopers with whatever that it kind of inspired me to maybe do something similar. Yeah. I would love to cosplay as 3PO, but you know, you want like the actual <laughs> costume. It can cost you like 2,500 bucks to oh, have wow. everything like legit, you know? Yeah. So um. I, and I would, I don't know how, if I would feel comfortable enough making that out of foam and then walking oh, around maybe with not it, you know? Foam, but what's that? Uh, man, warbler? Like, yeah, Warbler. You can go with that. I could try, but it's still, you know, it's it wouldn't be movie accurate. It's well, so, it's not, it doesn't have to be necessarily movie accurate, but well, as long as no. you're having fun and you can get close to it, you know. It, yeah, I guess that's true. And Warbler is supposed to be good to use. It and is. A lot of people who we saw in cosplay shows use Warbler and it turns out very well. Mm-hmm. So, well, I guess we could get some and try and see how it works out. Or we can learn how to weld. Or I wouldn't wear metal. Are you kidding? That would be so heavy. Yeah. I'm I'm five two people. Well, you I, I aluminum. <laughs> aluminum. We'll just melt down some cans and go from there. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll figure something out. But, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely up to try more cosplay in the future. Uh, what kind of cosplay? Depends on the event, I guess. But I really would like to take it out there and do some. Yeah, it, it would be cool. Cosplay is awesome. It's just a little um. You know, these people who do it on like a regular basis, I applaud them because it's a lot of work and a lot of time. Well, shoot. Uh, talking about a lot of work, you're, you're talking about these people from like the 501st and the Mercs. Like, they have to put a lot of detail in their armor. Yeah. And on the, like, we went to one of the few panels we actually had a chance to get to. We went to the Mandalorian Merc Skunk Works panel where they talked about cosplay and things that they've built like the yeah. trash compactor from one of the movies i can't think of right now it, it was a prop building yeah panel. you know kind of thing so uh and they build huge things like they built the rancor and they brought that they brought the speeder i think he was showing us another vehicle he made out of like an old golf cart that he broke down and mm -hmm. wood and plasty foam and all that kind of stuff that he like put together to make and he brought it in a big old trailer yeah it was a mandalorian speeder 
or a, a Mandalorian vehicle. It wasn't yeah, a speeder. It wasn't it, a speeder, but it yeah. was. It was the fact that they spend the money on it. Like they put all their money together to build this thing just for the Star Wars event, and it was actually a really cool panel. Yeah. Well, you know, I was actually kind of disappointed with the panel, just a little, because I was hoping that they were going to go more in depth about how they created this thing. Well, and, yeah. And to be, you know the title of it was skunk works learn to build props like the pros and it really didn't show you how to build these props it showed you props they did build and maybe some of the items they used to build it but it didn't break it down show you the formula or any of that they just their main message was try try and try again yeah they mostly just showed us in progress photos of the of the completed things that they had created so i mean you know like i said i wish that it would have been more but it was still nice to see these photos. I just don't think that it would have been anything that you couldn't find on their Facebook pages. No, you and know? if you know, yeah. And I think one of my favorite parts was that they had um, one of the people in their clans. He worked for Weta. Oh yeah, in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And just hearing him talk and seeing some of the photos he brought because <laughs> it was like Weta work. Um, he had a New Zealand accent. Oh, I loved it. It, it was great. And just seeing like he had pictures of the dragon from the hobbit uh oh, smog smog yeah a huge huge smog that they had at like one of the premieres mm-hmm. awesome work that they do there uh, and he showed us some of the stuff that he worked on and he built his own armor that he was wearing at this panel it was really good it was nice you could tell that it was well made because a lot of the times when these guys sit down their armor plates kind of squish together or yeah like his did not sag. move yeah. yeah it was just it was there it was armor it was like real armor it shows kind of like a pro some Someone who actually does this for a living versus someone who does it for fun not that saying that the the mercs have fun for doing it but like they're real but they don't have formal training like the guy who worked for what yeah it was just showing the different range of people who who make this stuff it's cool and the access to materials that one can have yeah they, you know like their whole thing is kind of you know you just kind of macgyver things yeah you, you look around and you go well there's a screwdriver let's see what i can build out of that they you said know? i think one of the biggest things you can use is like big razors you can use oh, yeah. so many things from a big razor to make your cosplay it's like you find something and oh i just threw that away i can use that that's a great idea yeah you know compared to just having prop material wherever you are yeah so there were two other panels that we wanted to go to but we kind of couldn't just because we were waiting in line for other things or exactly i don't know what have you you know but one of them that we thought would fit with the with the podcast was an origami paddle and it was star wars origami by chris alexander he actually has his own book published under lucas for making star wars origami and they were selling the book there, but we didn't buy one. No, I remember seeing it, though. Yeah, we looked through it. Um, the thing is, is that it, the, the special thing about this book is that the paper that comes with it, there's like the whole last third of the book, yes. is all specially printed, copywritten, of course, of course. Lucas paper. So but- when you create these origami things, it looks like the characters. It's not just like folding a piece of green paper for Yoda. It's actually Yoda's face printed so that way when you fold it up, it looks like Yoda's Yoda. face. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. It, it's a really nice book. And it, it, I think it was like maybe 15 bucks, $16. So it wasn't like it was super expensive either for yeah. people who want to look it up and get it yeah. and have fun doing some Star Wars or origami. Yeah. And if you are interested in origami, which I know a lot of people are because it's, it's a cool thing to do. Um, there is a British website that's called Star Wargami and um <laughs> star war gami star war igami oh <laughs> that's, like store gami. that's okay yeah yeah so it's it's a uk website and it's all fan submissions oh. so there's tons of things um i think a lot of chris alexander's stuff is there too but there's a lot nicer more um more advanced 
uh, folding techniques too. Like okay. you can make not that Chris Alexander stuff is not advanced, but it's meant more for for everybody to do. You know, so there's simpler yeah. designs uh, meant yeah. for everybody. Somebody like me who's terrible at folding paper might actually have a chance at folding <laughs> themselves like a, a lightsaber right. or like a, a Yoda. Yeah, and and Star Wars Origami has it has beginner stuff too, but it also has a lot of different designs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like mm-hmm. four or five different ways to make an X-wing, for example, on that website. So it's pretty cool. If anybody wants to check it out, we'll put a link in there. So we wanted to see that panel, but we, we didn't get a chance to. We Okay, so we originally thought, all right, when we first got there, he was supposed to have a panel on like Thursday at 1030. Well, we didn't yeah. show up until noon. Yeah. So, okay, we missed it. We'll find the one later on the weekend. Well, we were using a Star Wars Celebration app on our phone. Thought it'd probably be the, like the most accurate thing. Well, we saw that they're having one on Saturday at 1030 as well. Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, 10, but we had already planned on going to see the Skunk Works one at 10.30, so we were like, okay, we didn't even get into the place until like 10.15, it should already be started, it's probably yeah. going to be full, we didn't go. We didn't even get a booklet until Saturday detailing what events were happening, what booths they had there. Yeah. After looking at that booklet, which was our fault for not looking at it on Saturday, they had <laughs> showings multiple times a day, every day, correct? Yeah, there, it was at least once every day. Most of the time, it was twice a day. Yeah, and so it's like we thought we missed our chance when really we didn't. But, you know, that's okay. Like like I said, this stuff is easily accessible anywhere else. We just want, we just thought it would have been cool to see there because he was going to be there. And see it live and have him explain it. Right. And it was so packed there that it's not surprising that we didn't find and or get a booklet from somebody until Saturday because Saturday was the earliest day we showed up. We showed yeah. up at like 8 that day. The doors opened until 10. Friday, we showed up, I think, at like like 9.15. Yeah. So. And the, the thing is, so like is Justin saying, we showed up at 8, the doors opened at 10, and we didn't get in until 10.30. That's because there are so many people in line before you. It literally takes 20 minutes for all of those other people to file in and then it gets to be your turn to get in. Exactly. And we got there at 8. Yeah. You know? I, we showed up on Friday at like 9.15. And we were technically like the third huge line that was going to move forward and go in. And we were about halfway in that line. We showed yeah. up on Saturday at 8. We were in that same line. But this time we, we were, were in the further. very back yeah. of that third line. And we showed up at 8. We thought if we showed up at 8, we'd be more like in the front of the second line or something. Yeah. Just to show you how many people showed up to the Saturday event yeah there was just it was ridiculous seeing the amount of these people it was crazy i do but, have a panoramic of that too oh so, yeah you can um, put that uh, up on saturday i have the line yeah i have yeah. a panoramic of just how many people were in this giant hall yeah. of waiting we ended up missing a lot of things to be honest but but i wanted to talk about one more panel before i go into the the crowds you know? <laughs> the crowds yeah So the other one that we wanted to see, it was actually um, a Star Wars vegetable carving, not a display, but an example, you know, this guy, his name is Okitsugu Kado. He is from Osaka and he's been doing this stuff for 10 years. He's a sushi chef out there. A lot of the stuff he does, awesome work. He he likes to, seems to do a lot of um, R2 R2 units, uh, bots in general. I think maybe it's a little easier to do that than like a human. He likes to use like daikons and things of that nature to do them and they're so good yeah the 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 process itself is called mukimono and it's just like um garnishing food basically like if you've ever gone on a cruise 
and you and you get to like the the banquet and they have all that food that's carved into different shapes and stuff like that that's all it is well think of like uh edible arrangements but with like vegetables and more detailed yeah much more detailed much that's, more detailed yeah that's a good example actually yeah um but so anyway yeah at this one he was also having uh demonstrations that's the word i was looking for earlier <laughs> man yeah. that's a complicated word to go find <laughs> in the brain isn't it whatever <laughs> so he was having demonstrations of how he does this stuff and then um he did it i think twice or once i'm not sure and then he had a booth there we went looking for this booth i could have swore we found every booth there and somehow we still missed this one booth totally missed it i don't i have no idea where it was there was three levels mainly all the booths were on the first floor and then like panels and celebration rooms were on the upper floor i there's three different halls within the bottom floor of just booths and i swear we went up and down every single one of them specifically on friday and saturday and somehow yeah we still missed this one booth that we were looking for. Yeah. Well, if we found it, we would have seen the examples that he created, though. So when he was there, he made, let's see, a Millennium Falcon, a TIE Fighter, an X-Wing, an R2. He even made a BB-8, which was pretty cool looking. And then um, this Darth Vader. And he, he made a Death Star, too. He and made they a Death were, Star? Yeah. And, it, do you know out of what? Uh, No, I don't. Do you know if he made any of those <laughs> things out of a carrot? Uh, probably i know he likes to use carrots he seems to like to use carrots yeah yeah. but we'll put a link to his stuff too because he does more than star wars you know but a lot of his work is star wars and it's really really cool and when i was looking through his page my favorite one was this really really well i want to say it was big but you know i I honestly don't know because i don't know what what type of vegetable it was created out of Mm -hmm. but it was a stormtrooper and it's the bust so it's like from the the chest up and he's holding a blaster and he's standing in front of a watermelon and the watermelon has um, like these shaved pieces out of it. So um, it looks like there's like this Japanese palace and then there's these X-wings flying behind it towards the Death Star right. up in the sky. That would have been awesome to see. Yeah. Well, that's my favorite one that, that I've found from his work so far. Yeah. So I'll put a picture of that because that was really cool. Yeah, I think everybody would enjoy that. Yeah. Um, so it would have been neat to, to see this guy do that stuff. You right. Know? Yeah, exactly. It would have been great to at least find his booth. Like we were saying, uh, we got to see some other things. Luckily, on Saturday, we did like two trips. We showed up mm-hmm. at 8, left at around 2, got food, rested, rested for a couple hours, and then we showed back up at like 5.30, you know, and they closed the doors at 7. Yeah. And it was a lot more empty then. I know. When we were walking to it, we oh, were man. like, there Everybody's was leaving. crowds coming towards us, and we're like, oh, God, did something happen? Yeah, like, you know? <laughs> what, what's going on? Is but, it closed? What happened? It's probably the best time to show up, really. Yeah. Um, you could see everything almost maybe not in terms of like buying things because i mean it's it's already been three days it's saturday and it's in the evening a lot of people aren't going to restock until tonight before tomorrow but just to be able to see exhibits and stuff like that we saw um the rancho obi-wan yeah and and we were able to stand in line for the rancor yeah no uh yeah the Rancor. We were going to do the speeder, but that one was super huge for some reason. Yeah. But to go back to the Rancho Obi-Wan, we mm-hmm. actually got to set in line. That line was massive. It actually had a staging area for this exhibit where most of them didn't. You know, this kind of had like a random line that would go around the event. Yeah. This one had like a few line line markers, I guess yeah, you could say. Yeah, just to get in. You know, and it's just a display of uh, fan art, correct? Well, yeah, pretty much. So Rancho Obi-Wan is the largest personal collection of Star Wars memorabilia. 
owned by a single person technically that's right and they're actually from sonoma california yeah if you want to visit you know you can look them up and find out i don't yeah. have the info here right. but yeah it's it's really cool they have a ton of stuff a lot of it's really good too yeah because um, it's all it's all just memorabilia not necessarily you know licensed memorabilia but just but in, memorabilia in general in yeah and you know one of my favorite things about that exhibit was i think he had just finished it it was a huge huge painting I'm talking like a two-car garage size painting. <laughs> Not really that big, but just kind of give you an example. And it detailed all of Star Wars. Like, left side was the light side. Right side was the dark side. The middle was just kind of an in-between. And it had characters hidden in places from all of the Star Wars universe. It was a really, really nice painting. Yeah. You ended up talking to the artist, too. I did. And, you know, I, I told him, wow, it looks great. And that he did a fantastic job. And I was kind of curious on how much it was going for because it was on sale. And, there, and the price was not on the wall. <laughs> I, I think I was looking at it. I was like, I'd maybe guess like 30000 No, not even close. I think it's going for like well over 200 Yeah, was the asking price. Well, you have to think it's it's all on the amount of time he spent painting that. And he put in a lot of work. Yeah, I'm sure if you were to look up the event. There was figures and stuff in there. Yeah, you know, it wasn't just from the movies. It was from everything. Mm-hmm. So it was a great painting. I'm sure if you were to look up the event, you'd find info on it easily, especially if you were to look up Rancho Obi-Wan. Well, one of the other cool things that we saw in the booths, there was a Kotobukiya booth. Kotobukiya, for those who don't know, they're a very, very high quality toy figure model company um, who have been around since the 1950s from They kind of have everything, really. Yeah. Well, they started off as models, um, like Gundam models and things like that. Okay. That's, that's how they started off as, and then they branched out on after that. Yeah. So, but they their their figures are like super high quality. They use resin and they're like really detailed. And the ones they had on display were really nice. Yeah, they had a ton of things there. And I thought it was really cool because like Justin was saying, not only do they sell figures and things like that, but they also sell more fun stuff. Like um, they have a bunch of silicone molds. Like you can, use, yeah. you can put ice or you can put cookies um, or something in there. Cookies. Well, well I guess you could. Dough, yeah, you, know, you can well. probably bake some little cakes in there and Maybe, stuff. Maybe, you know? but I mean, still, come on. Who yeah. would want like a Yoda brownie? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so the shapes that they come in, there's a Death Star and an X-Wing. And then there are different helmets. Um, like there's a Boba Fett helmet and a Darth Vader helmet. And then they also have chopsticks that yes. are lightsabers. They're all, well, okay. So we have chopsticks that are lightsabers that we yeah. got, I think, from Thinky. Yeah, and those are the same ones. They're Kotobukiya ones. But then the Kotobuki ones actually light up. They have those, but we did not get those ones. No, we did not. But yeah. I think the ones they had sell on sale there were the ones that light up, which yeah. is awesome because yeah. you can eat in the dark with some like Darth <laughs> Vader red chopsticks. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. My one criticism is uh, they're trying to keep it as clean as possible. So you look at the lightsaber and it's, it's very smooth, which actually makes it hard to eat with. Yeah. They needed the to add just a hair, like kind of like three grooves that mm -hmm. they normally have on regular chopsticks on those. I know it would have made it as authentic of a lightsaber, but it would have actually made them more of a useful utensil to use yeah that's true because i've tried to eat with mine and it is a little bit more uh difficult <laughs> they're more I, I guess you can eat with them i think they're just meant to be more of like a display chopstick like if you're to have like a china set at your home like think of it that way you just kind of yeah post well, we can up. use our lightsabers with our um with our admiral akbar sushi set that but we then got. the fish is just going to keep slipping off my chopsticks <laughs> everywhere can you imagine like i'm gonna go pick up a piece of like hamachi he's gonna slip off and like hit somebody in the face in what it's and not gonna go flying. If, if I eat fast, <laughs> so if you give me a piece of machi, it's just gonna fly somewhere. <laughs> I guess so. Well, watch out for flying fish, people. Yeah, don't eat around <laughs> me. I'm not fun. 
Um, you want to talk about the uh, the cool ANA display that they had? Okay, so we went to Japan 2011. We took just a normal plane. It was comfy. I've been looking at ANA flights because I want to go back to Japan, and mm-hmm. their planes are fantastic, super comfortable, nice luxury planes. When we first went, it took us 16 hours because of like the regular planes. They kind of go up towards Alaska and around like the rim. The ANA flights, they're so well equipped. They just go right across the ocean, and you end up only doing like a nine hour flight. That's a huge difference. Well, they have on display at this place a R2-D2 Dreamliner that's coming out this fall. It's a Boeing 787. Really, really nice looking plane. And I think they're going to have it out for a while, right? Yeah. Well, it comes out this fall. It's going to start flying internationally this fall. And it's going, it's it's part of a five-year project that promotes tourism to Japan, basically. And of course, it has to be Star Wars because yeah. that's just what they love. It was really cool. We'll, we'll post a picture of it. But like, you know, the it's all designed, the paint job, the paint scheme and everything is, is made to look like R2-D2. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. I, I thought I saw it and I was like, "What is that?" And we like ran over there. I wish we could take it to <laughs> London next year, right? I mean, oh, they should probably, share the design. Yeah, they should. I know, right? Oh, that would be so cool. I, I wonder. I hope the tickets aren't going to cost any more just because it's on like the fancy plane. Well, the tickets already kind of cost <laughs> a, a little bit more extra for the ANA flights because they're literally like a straight flight from San Francisco to Japan. Yeah. in nine hours. Well, and the planes themselves are more of a luxury they type are. of plane. Like, you take the normal, not economy class. Yeah, economy class, right? It's the lowest you can go. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like another $100, $200. But there's more room. It's just way more comfortable to take an yeah. A&A flight. It's well worth the price. Yeah. You get to go to first class. You get, like, your own little cubby with a TV. And yeah. Foot and the rest seats, and like, lay like, down into a bed. Yeah, they turn a little bit so that your feet kind of go into the aisle. And it, it like extends into this bed thing. It's, it's like the coolest so thing. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if we're ever to do that flight, like I want to go for first class, but I'm, I know. But the, the tickets I, are like twice as much. I don't make that much money. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Well, I will say that I was kind of hoping to see a few things that I did not see there that, you know, it would have been a good opportunity to present them. Do and tell. Bandai has this set of figures that's coming out pretty soon. They're like you were talking about the, the Yoroi. They're samurai figures uh, for the Star Wars characters. So they have a Darth Ooh. Vader and a Stormtrooper. And it's it's them. They're figures. You that know. would have been nice to see. Yeah, right? I thought, it, oh, well, maybe, the, maybe they'll be able to see them there because that would be the perfect place to show them off. Yeah. Um, but they weren't there. They're going to be released in June, and they're about seven inches tall, but they're super cool. We'll put a link So they down. weren't even out yet, technically, to be here for well, the event. Well, no, but I mean, like, for instance, the Sideshow Collectibles booth, yeah. they had stuff that's not out yet, but that's on for display. Kind of like an exclusive to maybe either look at or like buy. Like a first look. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I forget what they're... Prototypes. Yeah. We saw those um, those boots at that one place that wasn't even out yet. They're coming out in, like, October. Oh, yeah. Those shoes. Uh, I think they were, like, C-3PO and R2-D2 on one side, and the other one was, like, mm-hmm. Han and uh, Chewie. Chewy. Yeah, they were really nice-looking boots. Yeah. It's like that. You know, it's just special prototype stuff that you can see beforehand. Yes. So, aside from the Bandai ones, I thought that they would also have these ones by Square Enix, the video game company. So, if anybody's they played... They make figures? Well, they do now. <laughs> no, it makes they, sense. They have before for their video game franchises. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, if anybody's played any of the Final Fantasy games, the, they're kind of modeled after that, you could say. Is your Vincent from Bandai? Uh, Bandai? Not Bandai. Uh, Square Enix? Yes. Um, You know, I don't know. I have a Vincent Valentine that's like a, a resin thing from Final it's Fantasy It's really 7. nice. Yeah, he's pretty tall. He's like 10 inches, I think. 
but I, it might be yeah, right up there it's right up there alley i mean you're looking for a 10 11 inch darth vader stormtrooper maybe a boba fett i yeah. don't see why maybe the vincent wouldn't be a. it probably is i don't know i'd have to look i've had him for so long that i i don't <laughs> i don't it, pay it, attention he <laughs> has been around for a long time if you think about how far back came into the final fantasy games yeah so. Well, anyway, so they're they're having some Star Wars figures. They have a Darth Vader, Stormtrooper, and a Boba Fett that are coming out in between May and July. And they're going to be 10 and 11 inches tall, like he was saying. But it's technically Play Arts Kai by Square Enix. So we'll put a link to those two because they're really cool looking. They look like, they look more like Metal Gear style, you know, military-esque. I wouldn't mind getting things. a Boba Fett. That one looked really good. Yeah, he looks really cool. Some people may not like it because it's not super traditional looking, you know, but it's it's different and it's cool. That's but why I seeing like as it. how this a fan event went and a lot of people aren't just traditional stormtroopers or, yeah. or, you know, whatever, Darth Vader's have fun with it. I don't see why people wouldn't go for it. Yeah. I would. Obviously, I just said I would buy it. So another of the figures that I was hoping would have been there so I could buy them, it's from Good Smile Company out of Japan, and they're called Super Deformed. I know that sounds terrible, but... It kind of does. Yeah, it's... Okay, so if you've ever... If anybody knows what chibis are, it's when anybody draws, like... A regular life-size person. Figures. Yeah. No, not, not regular like, size. Not like anime. Like anime. A- anime. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anime. You take anime, and you take what they normally look like. And you squish them. Yeah, you squish them down. You, they, look like, they look like little kids with really, really big heads. The they're really cute, actually, in anime. Yeah. There's a couple of chibi, like, Right. Well, the, the actual term for that is super deformed. But is it really? Yeah, no. that's the actual term. But you, they, it's just SD. It should be, like, super squished. Super squished? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of where it comes from, you know. But they're talking about, like, the, the proportions, you know. Okay. The proportions are super deformed. Yeah. Anyway, it's SD. And Good Smile Company has uh, an SD line with two figures coming out. And it's Darth Vader and a Stormtrooper. So they're these these tiny little dudes with these giant helmets and stuff. And they just look so cool. Oh. I love them. <laughs> like, I honestly. Want, yeah, I want that Stormtrooper so I'm like bad. picturing like a, a chibi Darth Vader. And I think it would yeah. be awesome to have a chibi Darth Vader. I right? Can, I can just see it. <laughs> I want it. So they're only like four, four and a half inches tall. And they come out in August. But I was really hoping that they were going to be there. I didn't realize that. Well, maybe we could get both. Because here at the studio, we got actually like little chibi doctors and... There's a Batman. That's true. You know, and there's a little Daenerys Targaryen here too. Yeah, exactly. We have chibis here. We can uh, we can get the Darth Vader for ourselves, and we can add like the chibi uh, stormtrooper for here. No, the stormtrooper is mine. Fine, then we'll bring the Darth Vader. <laughs> you can go yeah. next to the Batman. Darth, Va- yeah, Darth Vader and Batman. They can they can hang out together. I don't mind. They should make you know? that into a show. <laughs> Best buddies. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Why not? Well, you know, they both have capes. All right, DC. <laughs> I guess Disney now. You and guys they, got another and they idea have deep from voices. us. You know? Yes. They get- <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Like Batman can make fun of him doing the. Like, <sighs> yeah, that would like, be funny. He can like fix his mask with his billions of dollars. He could, but then Darth Vader would be boring. Yeah. One of the best. Because the only thing can, that's good about Darth can, Vader is his fucking breathing. Well, you can hear him coming. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think just the overall presence of Darth Vader, you know, he's coming. You don't even need to hear the guy. Whatever. Oh well. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, they, you know, I was hoping that we would have seen those and they didn't have them. Oh, well, next time. Yeah, next time. We will search the internet for these things. Yeah, what? Yeah. Oh, to see when they come out. Yeah, you oh, know, when we're to buy them. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm getting them when they come out in August. So. Maybe we have to go to Japan to buy them. No, you can get them online. No, there you is no... everything online. Online doesn't exist yet, okay? Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just, well, I'm trying to find excuses to go to Japan again. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Um, so thank you guys for listening. <laughs> yeah, uh, we always appreciate 
all the views and listens we can get for our show. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SuperSegoyCast. We also have a Gmail, which is SuperSegoyCast at Gmail if you want to send us something there. Check out NOTLG.com to see all the other podcasts that we have. I think we have 12, no, 11 podcasts in total. So there's a little something for everybody. Yeah, you know, and it goes from anywhere from games to comics, wrestling, and then you just kind of have a whatever show that covers everything like Gackety Cast. And then thank you very much to Alex Barroza for our music. Uh, we'll put a link yes. down at the bottom so you can check out his stuff if you like it. Great music, great music. And, and then that'll do it. Maybe. Well, we got to bug some people, but I think we're going to get a t-shirt hopefully very soon. So oh, yeah. look for that to be coming out. Yeah, that, that would be cool if we can get some t-shirts. That way we can start wearing them around and stuff. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. I'm sure it'll look great. Yeah. Um, I guess that'll be it for us. You guys have a good weekend. See ya. Yeah.